0: I know. You're, you're very proud of your one-third of a maths degree.
1: Um, I'm sorry. Half of a maths degree? Really? Well, it's half of a maths degree. It's I did two years of a four-year course. I did technically fail out of my maths degree.
0: Did you pass first year?
1: I passed first year.
0: You have one-third, you have one-quarter of a maths degree. I have
1: a quarter of a maths degree. If I'd gone to any other college... Hello and welcome to Forever Young Adult, a podcast where I, Kira...
0: Steals my lines. Um, I'm Aoife and I usually say that part.
1: But I said it because...
0: Because Kira doesn't like being interrogated about the percentage of a maths degree she has. <laughs> my name is Aoife, this is Forever Young Adult, is a podcast where we discuss young adult literature. Every two weeks we do an episode, we take turns reading a book and telling the other person about the book they read...
1: This time, it's Etha's turn.
0: And we accidentally have a theme for this month, being twins.
1: Because yep. we didn't discuss the books we were going to do, we just were like, we're going to both pick a book and then read them and then do them. Um, and normally we do discuss it a little bit more, but we had a very busy time due to coronavirus. Um, and so I we both ended up with books with twins of them.
0: Our busyness is not due to coronavirus. Although I have to say, when Kira came in to my house for us to record today, she immediately started making fun of me for the amount of pasta I had bought. You
1: have, you have a reasonable amount of pasta for one person and it's not like a hoarding level so that other people can't have pasta, but it's still more pasta than you would usually own that at is, any given time.
0: That is possibly true.
1: Mm, I have also got more pasta than I would usually own at any given time, but I have not overstocked on hand sanitizer or soaps because shockingly if you have all the soap then other people can't wash their hands
0: yeah I would say um, hey listeners since this is apparently a health PSA uh, listen to the World Health Organization's advice number one advice uh, wash your hands with soap number two advice try not to touch your face so much Uh, number three advice keep a reasonable distance from people who are coughing and sneezing anyway
1: I also want to add that we're recording this like 11 days before the pod goes out. So the advice might've changed. It's a global pandemic.
0: I'm not sure what the definition of a pandemic is though. I know it means everywhere, but it's not everywhere. But nations are fake and it is on every continent. There are parts of Africa and Asia it hasn't reached yet. Anyway, I read a book. (laughs)
1: Eva, tell me about the book you just read.
0: I read a book called One by Sarah Crossan, mm-hmm. who is another Irish author.
1: Du- we double-themed Irish authors writing about twins. Indeed. We're doing well.
0: Sarah Crossan describes herself on Twitter as an Irish writer with an English accent. She puts emphasis on the fact that she's lived in Dublin, London, and New York. She now lives in Hertfordshire in England. She studied in Cambridge, trained to be an English and drama teacher, and then did a master's in creative writing. From her Twitter again, she has at least one kid. In 2018, she was appointed the Irish Children's Laureate, or Laureate Nanogue, by the president of Ireland, Michael D. Higgins, which is like a really great honour. This book specifically was published in 2015, uh, so that was before she was the laureate. And it was nominated for and won many awards, including the Bookseller Prize for Young Adult Fiction 2016, the Irish Children's Book of the Year 2016, and the Carnegie Medal 2016. And
1: Um, correct me, this book is written in prose?
0: This book is written in a poetic format, Mm. which means it's got, it's not strictly text. It's a lot of line breaks, a lot of um, enjambment, but it's kind of difficult to describe it's very train of thought and I think Kira pointed out to me that I hadn't noticed is that the centering of the text as well changes uh, for reasons that I'll get into once I've gone into more about the book but like I read it in an ebook format so some of that was less obvious but uh, yeah that brings me to the fact that Kira also read this book.
1: Um, I read this book about 18 months ago and i also read the way of water and we come apart um all by sarah Crossan, which are also um we come apart was also written with another author i want to say brian cogan and they're both also written in the freeform poetry style
0: interesting um,
1: the way to water is really interesting because it's it's about a girl from eastern europe who moves to who moves to england and as her English improves, the flow of the text also improves and it becomes easier to read which yeah. is interesting as a stylistic choice.
0: That is interesting. I really 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 enjoyed Sarah Crossan's writing in this. I don't think I've read anything else by her before.
1: Um, I have also read her more traditional novels. I've read um, breathe which is uh about the world in the future after eco-climate has killed us all and it's about people living in a glass dome society where um oxygen is regulated and uh paid for like we currently pay for electricity fun
0: yeah it's
1: real fun and that's a that's a trilogy of books i've only read the first one though
0: books are really good eh like i really like books i also really like yeah books. um But yeah, this book is about a girl called Grace, Mm -hmm. who is a conjoined twin. She's American. She lives in New York State, but not New York City. Um, So like, her mother gets a ferry to work in Manhattan every day. So our main character is called Grace. Her twin sister is called Tippy. They're both named after Hitchcock characters because their parents met and fell in love about watching Hitchcock movies together the book is split into chapters that are approximately time-based so you read this book 18 months ago yes i read this book two weeks ago Mm -hmm. all in one sitting um i started reading on the train from dublin to Leitrim. when i got to Leitrim, i was staying in my granny's house minding her dog while my mother brought my granny shopping and i finished reading it there so i read it in like Four or five hours, yeah. Like
1: Kira.
0: traditional EFA as well. I <laughs> I did an EFA <laughs> when she was sixteen. It's a really good book. To talk about it, I think I'm gonna try talk about the girl's family, okay, and then their school life and how things change when they go to school, and then about their body and their experience of having unusual anatomy, being mm-hmm. conjoined twins. Cool, cool, cool. So the book opens in August with the girls finding out that they're going to have to go to school for the first time ever.
1: Because they've been homeschooled up till now?
0: They've been homeschooled up till now. Their parents got a lot of money when they were born based on well-wishers and charity but they didn't ever broadcast the twins experience so uh, it's mentioned before they bring in a lot of the experiences of other people who were conjoined and how they often are used in freak shows and their parents didn't want that for the girls. However, their medical bills are very expensive and their dad has lost his job and their mother is working longer hours, but money from well-wishers have dried up. The state isn't gonna fund their education in homeschooling. They found a private school that's willing to take the girls on as a charity case because mm-hmm. they had one free charity space and they allowed the girls to count as one.
1: Okay, we're going to go with like torsos as opposed to heads. How, do you want to talk about how they are conjoined before we get into it or do we want to like introduce them as people first, as, um, as individuals first?
0: I guess I'm going to go a little bit loosely over what the family's like and then okay. I'll talk about the, their anatomy. Cool, cool, cool. So. Dad lost his job, he's taken to the drink in a big way, he's not very stable, he's having a tough old time. And the also, bills
1: are mounting and
0: the bills are mounting uh they also live with their grammy who is their dad's mother she's retired she is a badass she was a beautician and she like does the girl's hair and nails and at one point she goes on a date with a guy who she met at the bowling alley
1: Amazing. yeah
0: she's like a wild driver it's... i
1: love everyone that you meet at a bowling alley
0: she's so good um, their mam is works in the city, some kind of relatively nice job. She takes a ferry across the city. She takes a ferry across the river to get to the city. The girls also have a younger sister called Dragon, who does have a given name.
1: Okay, but I was it, gonna ask.
0: But it's not like relevant at all. And is not, it's mentioned once and then never used again. She's about 14. She's about to enter high school, freshman. She's a ballet dancer. Mm-hmm. Grace and Tippy nicknamed her Dragon when she was like a toddler because she was always stamping around breathing fire. She okay. was a strong personality, maybe a bit like me and you.
1: No one has ever nicknamed me Dragon.
0: No, that's true. Um,
1: Nobody has ever nicknamed me anything. I have exactly one nickname. It's Lonnie and it's literally because I met this person in a Lonsdale building and then they were like, Longsdale Lonnie. And eight years later, they still call me that.
0: Is it Andrew Moore? It
1: is. (laughs) But this child was nicknamed Dragon because she was stomping about the place.
0: Yes. And she's a great character as well. She's 14. She's obviously super, super into her dancing. It's a big thing for her. And she's feeling some of the pressure of the financial strain on their family because ballet dancing isn't cheap. Mm-hmm. But she's really good at understanding for a 14 year old. Like, she does not act in the terrible ways that 14 year olds are known to act occasionally. Fair enough. Um, like Hannah Cheshire in the last book I had to read. Anyway, our twins are Grace and Tippy. As I said, they're named after Hitchcock characters. Tippy is way more headstrong and outgoing. Grace generally le- waits for Tippy to talk first and they she sort of coasts on tippy's coattails a little bit like the main character of the book you read yeah so i guess that's a normal thing with twins but what's a lot less normal is the fact that they are conjoined the kind of conjoinment that the two girls have is ishiopagus tripus
1: okay.
0: which means that they are literally joined at the hip um, Ishiopagus is one of a rarer form. Now, every set of conjoined twins is uniquely conjoined, okay. Like, but there are ways of sorting them. Ishiopagus, like I said, is joined to the hip. Tripus means they have three legs. They had a third leg that wasn't really functional and got docked. Um, Grace,
1: amputated? Just, Grace
0: describes it as being docked like a dog's tail.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: Yeah, so they have... And they don't... So I don't want to go into it too much, but like when they go to school, obviously they're worried that people will be like, how many vaginas do you have? And they are like... For us, it is just a normal body. Like, this is how we are.
1: I'm honestly less interested in how many vaginas they have and how, than I am in, like, how many bladders they have. Because imagine... Whatever about like having to go to loo with someone else, it'd be so much worse if they didn't match up timing-wise. Mm. Like, oh, I spent so much time peeing already. You can cut all this. I'm like having to pee at the same time as someone else has to pee, as well as when I have to pee. Not ideal. Do I have to cut all this? You don't have to, but you can.
0: I'm not gonna. <laughs> So how Grace does describe their bodies, like when she's just willingly giving the information before it becomes like plot relevant, she mentions that they have two heads. They each have independent arms. They don't share a heart or lungs or diaphragm. Their digestive systems start out apart and then merge together.
1: Okay, messy.
0: So, so they, one bladder. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm glad.
0: Yes. And like she said, the the merging isn't perfect. Like Mm -hmm. they would have had a third like limb that was sort of both of theirs. I'm not sure to what extent they share control and sensation because I, well, it's not clear from the narrative and in studying for this pod, I read up on some other Mm -hmm. conjoined twins, including ones who are mentioned in this text. And some of them share sensation, and some of them don't. A pair of conjoined twins who I looked up were Abigail and Brittany Hensel,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who have, who are much more conjoined. They share many more organs than Tippy and Grace do, but they only sense touch on each half of their body, like because they each have half. Yeah. And then to walk, they needed to learn to coordinate. Like there's a bit in this book where Tippy and Grace have a driving lesson and the driving instructor is like really nervous and is like, are you sure like you guys can drive? Can you do gears? Like how are is- you going
1: to manage all of the various parts of doing multiple things, but with two brains?
0: Yeah, but Tippi is just like, listen, 90% of communication is nonverbal. We've been <laughs> around each other our whole lives. It's fine. So there's moments where it's like Tippy crossed her leg over mine or like Tippy kicked off her sneakers but I kept mine on and it's like but so you each have one it's really not clear. Yeah. Um so I coming from the medical record I'm like okay so you probably each feel and control one leg but th- from the way it's described it's like they kind of share it everything that makes
1: sense my memory of it is that they basically yeah they were like i have an arm and a leg each and i'm witnessing what you're doing with the other one and i can feel when it then touches my ones the same as if you threw your legs over mine on the couch
0: so when they're describing it it like in grace's initial description she is like you know we are two separate people and then we become one at Mm -hmm. the hip which listen I, I guess when you get into the actual medical history of how that works it doesn't make as much sense I also found other stories of conjoined twins who had shared sensation along some parts of their bodies, but not others.
1: It just so- depends where your nerves are doing. Yeah. And bodies are so weird. Yeah. Like, honestly, I don't know how my body feels things. And so- I'm in it.
0: So the girls do share a circulatory system. Okay. And they do share... Like, they each have their own hearts, but uh, they bleed the- into each other. So there's a bit where there's a bit where grace complains about how much coffee tippy drinks because she's like i'm getting so caffeinated and i don't want to be
1: oh my god oh my god
0: so this all is uh interesting when they go to school
1: just the concept of someone else's caffeine getting me high okay continue
0: (laughs) yeah so that's the stuff they've been navigating so far And now they're 16 and a half years old mm-hmm. and they have to go to school for the first time ever.
1: How much outside the high socialization have they had previous to now?
0: They don't seem to have any friends of their own age. Okay. Their grandmother sends them to the shop for milk at one point because she's like, you know, my hips bad. <laughs> I'm.
1: Their hips must not be much better given that they're... They're not balanced. they in terms of the way that legs are usually working and if they also, I assume had to learn how to walk with relying on the other person to do the to do the, the swinging of the leg. So they you swing.
0: They walk with their this, their middle arms around each other's waists and then their outside arms holding a crutch while each of them uses the one leg. they've got free that they've got control over to walk so they do that and they're like our grandmother is the only person who pulls the disability card (laughs) on us and she is very liberal with it (laughs) so they go out and about but it's clear that like being in public is quite new uncomfortable for them it's it's not new because they do talk about cousins and family and they seem to get on well with them but they also talk about like whenever we're usually in public like either their mother or and their dad will walk in front and behind There's them someone
1: to run into parents
0: yeah and kind of just provide a smoke screen so when they go to sc- when they go to school they make two friends quite quick and those friends almost immediately start like walking one in front and one behind them and they're like wow it's just like what our parents learn to do really quick so just so that it's not as obvious because Mm -hmm. from the distance they look very strange they're y-shaped yeah so like people stare they go into school and there's a school uniform that's meant to make everyone look the same and they're like okay we're gonna have this uh, like extra wide skirt and now our lovely nice shirts we definitely look exactly like everyone else here and no one's gonna stare don't love it But in this very fancy private school, they do meet two very cool people who become their friends. First, they meet Yasmin, who is described as having like bird-like bones and like bright, bright pink hair. She's like their school assigned friend at first. It's like, Yasmin we'll show you around and stuff. But Yasmin like takes it extremely seriously and like shouts and swears at people who stare at the girls. And then she introduces them to her friend, John and they're like you're so cool and John like looks at them each like they're both individuals which is really cool and Grace super really likes him and Yasmin and John bring them to the place where they go smoking mm-hmm. and Tippy smokes a cigarette and Grace again is like
1: now it's in my blood
0: bodily autonomy dude we should probably discuss this stuff oh. but like how do you it's it's wild um they have an okay time at school like Mm -hmm. they're shocked at how well it goes and they kind of just get to live a life and have the worries of stuff there is a real the autonomy and selfhood stuff comes up a lot with
1: with what one of them is doing and to the other and how it affects their joint internal organs
0: with john specifically at one point yeah so at one point um, Tippy and Grace are in bed Tippy's like Grace you know I love you so much and I don't mind sharing my life with you and it's totally okay no matter what you want to do I can help you and we can do it together wherever you want to study whatever work you want to do I'll support you we can do whatever just promise me you won't fall in love and Grace is like, that promise is already broken. I don't know what to do about that.
1: Oh And as you get older though, like you do need more independence from your siblings and your family. and that's like a recurring theme in all the books about twins that we've read. Um, so yeah, no, it's uh, they really will have to like prioritize one of their lives over the other in order to, like, go to college, get a job.
0: Can I tell you about Chang and Eng? Yes. Chang and Eng Bunker were the original Siamese twins. Mm -hmm. They're from Siam, which is now known as Thailand. They were brought to America when they were quite young, and they traveled and toured and were on freak shows they became extremely wealthy. In the early days, they were like, oh, look at these wild twins, strange savages. But when they were older, they would perform in dinner jackets and they would like uh, do duets on piano and stuff. And each of them married. Okay. And one had 11 children and the other had 10 children. Prolific. Their families lived in two separate houses where the brothers would alternate spending three days okay and they were and they were very happy and they lived long lives and they died at the age of 62 which means until 2012 they were the oldest recorded living conjoined twins Okay, their children joined them touring it became a family business they had happy and healthy lives but of course they did have to be there when their brothers conceived Ten and eleven children, respectively,
1: and I assume that there were failed attempts. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, what happens in this book? Not in that context, <laughs> but uh, both the girls are in therapy.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, when Tippy has therapy, Grace puts in her headphones, scrolls through her phone, blasts up the music as loud as she can. And when Grace is in therapy, Tippy does the same
1: to give each other privacy.
0: Yes. So that's as best as they can really do for mm-hmm. privacy. But um, so there are conjoined twins and people with unusual anatomies who can live full and happy lives. And yes. it is not a horrible thing to happen to a person. And actually a lot of conjoined twins resist separation, partially because the chances of survival aren't always great. Even in modern medicine, uh separation operation is considered a success if one twin survives and that's not great
1: yeah this especially for the other twin yeah
0: Yeah. Uh, and the girl's mother has a lot of feelings about this Mm -hmm. at one point in this book her sister so the girl's aunt has a kid Mm -hmm. and the girl's kind of i mean i don't know what tippy thinks about it so grace notices how her mother talks a lot about oh children are always a blessing don't you worry about what things will cost you you'll be fine you'll like it they'll bring you so much happiness like and at some point the sister even says I feel like I need to have another kid because like my entire world would be destroyed if I wasn't a mother anymore and their mother says you can't make a replacement if you have 10 of them like you love them as much as if you have just one and the money stuff and their family gets worse in early november their mother loses her job
1: so now both parents are unemployed and the father has a drinking problem yeah that's not good for a budget
0: it really isn't and increases the stress on the household uh lots does happen in early november it's also yasmin's birthday
1: mm-hmm.
0: yasmin is hiv positive Ah. So she empathises a lot with the girls in that they both have medical conditions that would have been considered a death sentence and other times, but mm-hmm. it's known in the school that Yasmin is
1: HIV positive
0: and it doesn't, it's not great.
1: It's not conducive to making friends with uh, 16 year
0: olds no hmm. shockingly they don't like her much which is how she got so mouthy and defensive and, and has bright
1: pink hair and
0: has bright pink hair uh but it's yasmin's birthday uh the girls and john and yasmin get drunk in their usual smoking spot which is called the church
1: amazing
0: it's a ruined old church with a bell that is still like half sunk into the ground from when it fell. I was really enchanted by this vision of like a massive church tower bell, like partially buried in the leaf litter and just a bunch of teens drinking and smoking How around does it.
1: Grace feel about them drinking? Like, is she also drinking? Cause up until now, the person putting substances in- into their bodies has been Tippy.
0: Grace has decided that she wants to drink. Okay. Because John gave Yasmin a birthday card mm-hmm. which had the word love in a big heart on the front and lots of little kisses inside it. Is she jealous? And Yasmin was like this is so embarrassing and annoying. I've told him how I feel. He knows it's not going to happen. And Grace is really heartbroken. And she's watching John really closely, and she's like, I can't see anything different in how he treats Yasmin and how he treats me. So maybe he loves me too. But she decides, I'm 16. I've had this conversation with my sister where we agreed to never be in love.
1: So I'm gonna have some alcohol.
0: I'm gonna get drunk. And she's like, I thought beer would deaden my feelings the way dad uses it. But no, it makes them closer to the surface. And I'm having to fight back really hard to not say something stupid or do something stupid. But then Tippy falls backwards and they both are just lying down looking at the sky because
1: if one falls, they both fall.
0: Yeah. The next thing I wanna talk about is the fact that because of the increasing financial issues mm-hmm. there everyone in the family is contributing what they can like her, their mother's doing laundry for people um i the dad isn't doing anything he's not really fit for work um but like even their little sister has like cancelled a dancing trip she was gonna go on and she's doing more babysitting and at one point the family she babysits for like come and knock on the door and it's like, oh, it's dragging home. Can she babysit the kid? And the girls are like, no, she's not here, but we'll happily mind him for an afternoon. And this woman's like, no, no, no.
1: It might be (laughs) catching.
0: So they're just like, okay, so there's nothing we can do. We can't earn money for this family.
1: But what if we can?
0: So Grace is much more on board with this than Tippy, and it's a thing Mm -hmm. they have to discuss, But there is a journalist who has been in contact with them fairly regularly over the years, wanting to do a documentary about their life and what it's like to be them Mm -hmm. and talk to them. And Grace is like, listen, if a model can make money walking down a runway with very little on, famous people can use their bodies to advertise products. Why can't I use my body to make money for my family. These people use their bodies to make money for their family. Why why can't we make a spectacle of ourselves for yeah. money? Other people do. And Tippy and their mothers like it's not dignified. They see you as freaks like and there is a very long fraught history of that yeah. with conjoined twins. But eventually she wears her down. Um so Tippy agrees and the girl's scheme that dragon doesn't even have to be in the show because she can go away on her dance trip and they contact caroline henley Mm -hmm. who is an english woman who immediately starts filming pretty much everything they do and that's another big change in their lives and it means their dad has to move out
1: because they can't hide his drinking
0: and he can't not drink Ah. which does mean this is the first time he admits that he can't not drink grace spends a lot of the first half of the book walking on eggshells like she the i mentioned there there's a bit where she kicks off her sneakers but tippy keeps hers on yeah and so grace is like you have to take your shoes off we're not meant to wear shoes in the living room and tippy is like why though and grace is like dad might get mad and she's like oh do you think me taking off my shoes will stop him from drinking nothing will stop him from drinking
1: so everyone is aware of the problem except dad and dad is aware of the problem but doesn't want to be yeah fair enough
0: yeah so he moves out but unfortunately and at this point i'm gonna start discussing an aspect of the book that really shapes the whole second half of it okay um and it's that the girls get sick I mentioned before that Chang and Eng were the longest living conjoined twins for a long, long time. Uh, There's currently living conjoined twins who are Mm -hmm. 68, but for whatever reason, um, what happens is the girls collapse. So actually first it happens in September when they're getting ready for school Mm -hmm. and... Grace loses consciousness, and Tippy covers up for her. But this time, in late November, they can't cover, cover it enough. up because someone is following them with a camera the whole time. And that'll Ca- do it. And Caroline is immediately like on them, and she can't feel a pulse in Tippy.
1: So Grace cops the first time, but now it's Tippy.
0: But now it's Tippy, and okay. she doesn't have a pulse. And when she they get rushed to the hospital, and it's found that Grace has a weak heart, and that means that Tippy's heart it's has overcompensating. Been... Mm-hmm.
1: I I would yeah. I would think that like I know that there's a there's a high mortality rate and like a low um live,
0: life expectancy life, and a low
1: life expectancy, but. Yeah just And I know that they have Doubles of some organs But at the same time Keeping two bodies alive Is Difficult
0: Yeah I mean there's a debate To be had about How much it is two bodies Like they're two people Yes But um, They eat What one person eats They split Like at at one point as well After Grace finds out that John had made this card For Yasmin Grace doesn't Feel like eating, so Tippy takes over eating essentially for them because once
1: one digestive unit,
0: yeah. See, I but don't the, know.
1: Are how... they then getting enough cal- I know that there's a doctor, I know that this is fictional, and I know that there is a doctor who is monitoring to make sure that they're getting enough like calories in order to sustain two people's hearts and two people's lungs. But I'm also like, if it all goes through the one digestive system, is it all? getting redispersed correctly and again it's fictional
0: except the this is also a real health problem that yeah. people have to consider so i also looked into abigail and Brittany hensel mm-hmm. who also start with two separate digestive systems and then they merge yeah and they merge fairly high up so their small intestine is one all the digestion most it's of the extracted one. nutrients happens there and they get like the one they they get unified digestion essentially um chang and eng bunker had entirely separate bodies except for a shared liver which sucks because one of them had a drinking problem
1: that does suck yeah because both of your livers have drinking problems
0: then yeah but like their circulation was independent except for that so this guy just got the liver disease from his brother
1: amazing
0: so essentially depending where in their digestion Abigail and Brittany Hensel as well. I've written in my notes. Mm -hmm. Nutrition, respiration and medicine affects both. Yeah. So what they find when they go to the hospital is that Grace has developed cardiomyopathy, which is a disease of the heart muscle that weakens the muscle and makes it less good at pumping. They think that it happened in, they had a cold. Mm -hmm. They got a flu two days after their last quarterly checkup. So the worst possible time.
1: Because it doesn't get picked up for the longest amount of time.
0: Exactly. And basically, if like if Grace was a singleton, mm-hmm. she might be dead by now. Or it might have been picked up
1: Previously. and fixed easier. Or it could have been picked up way back in September. Yeah. But they, they ignored it then.
0: But right now, Grace's heart is not working well. Yeah. Tippy's heart is working double time to keep them both supported and they share circulation which means that ethically you can't medicate a heart condition for someone who doesn't have a heart you can't replace someone's heart if someone else will also be impacted by those drugs
1: you can't give the healthy heart the non-healthy heart drugs because it will negatively affect the healthy heart but also that means that you can't give any drugs to the non-healthy hers
0: imagine if only one of them was depressed
1: oh my god and
0: you couldn't take antidepressants but i need
1: them so much
0: imagine if one of them had psychosis or some other like one of their not shared organs had a health <laughs> defect that you need to digest can they take paracetamol for?
1: for a headache or do they have to like discuss it first
0: they probably have to discuss it first
1: I'm thinking about this book so much more deeply than i did when i read it initially um because it, when i read it initially i read it in one or two sittings and i was like i'm very sad and then i and then i just kept it in my brain log
0: it's a very interesting book and sarah crossan has really done her research when you mentioned that in one of her other books she talks about a Um, Eastern European immigrant girl Mm -hmm. who's like English evolves with the book. I'm like, yeah, no, I'd trust her to do that because she did so much good empathetic research with this. And she doesn't treat the girls like a freak show either. Carolyn, the documentary maker who wants to do a study of them and publish the beautiful findings, mentions at one point, you guys are so inspirational, how you embrace life. You laugh so much. And Grace is just like, what else am I meant to do with life? Am I meant to not embrace it? Am I meant to reject it?
1: Am I meant to not laugh? I'm literally attached to my sister and she's hilarious.
0: And Caroline was like, you're so inspiring.
1: Disability porn.
0: Yeah. Um, there's a lot of ethical issues. When they're actually talking about how their family's having financial issues, Grace is like, if I had less of a conscience, I could rob a bank. I could... St- I could like rob a bank. I could get a gun. I could rob a bank and I could get caught and they would try to imprison me, but they wouldn't be able to because it also means imprisoning Tippy. And
1: Tippy did nothing. And
0: that's wrongful arrest. As and long it, as she
1: doesn't touch the gun.
0: As long as she doesn't consent to it. Yeah.
1: How would she how would she get to the bank?
0: As long as she says she didn't consent to it
1: be like i brought her to the bank to deposit this check but then i did my secret plan that she knew nothing about yeah did you get the gun i see her point though
0: yeah so she's like like we present a huge ethical conundrum for the world and this is impacts how they interact with the legal system and now it also impacts how they work with healthcare so basically the doctors spout out a lot of complicated words and their dad is like but what does that actually mean and the doctor says, prognosis is bad. If they're together, they'll both die. If they're separate, we can immediately start medicating Grace for her heart failure and get her on a thing that will pump her blood for her and put her on the heart transplant waiting list. We can't do any of that while she's still attached to Tippy. So they have to decide whether they want to die slowly or risk an operation
1: where they would die fast potentially
0: and it's still not easy yeah so yeah. when when conjoined twins are very very young if it's possible to separate them they separate them like uh chang and eng bunker who were linked only by the liver a liver which is an organ that regenerates mm-hmm. if bits of it are cut off and like a small amount of tissue that was cartilage in which they had shared sensation would easily be separated these days. If they were born, they would just be separated. The surgery would probably be done for free. Hey, it looks really great if you're someone who managed to separate conjoined twins and they both survived. Hey, you did a great job.
1: It was top of the CV.
0: But these girls don't want to be separated. They have to now. But it is just interesting and, again, bodily autonomy. It's like with intersex kids, they get often just assigned a sex and then a bunch of surgeries are done on them when they're too young to have an no. opinion about it that was
1: a whole thing in Grey's Anatomy and private practice it definitely came up in Grey's Anatomy but it was a whole storyline in private practice and it um, had a profound impact on me at 16 or 17 when I watched it for the first time because they were like oh my god, how is our son going to feel in the changing rooms if he has a vagina? And the doctor was like, how's your daughter going to feel without one? Um, and the parents were like, not getting it. Also, if you raise your intersex kid as a boy, you the other kids don't need to know they have a vagina or a uterus or whatever, like, stuff's going on down there. Mm-hmm. And also, you can be intersex and just, like, have... No um, external signs of such. So I'm like, maybe parents should just be better about like loving the kids that they have.
0: I actually read something really interesting recently about pcos, polycystic ovarian syndrome
1: mm-hmm.
0: being considered an intersex condition. Oh, because people who have Pcos often have very high testosterone to the extent that it would count as intersex. And they often have different secondary sex characteristics, such as body hair and fat distribution and stuff. Mm. And they often have uh, issues with
1: Conceiving.
0: conception, which is another intersex thing. So it meets a lot of the conditions. Not to be conspiratorial, but something like a third of people with PCOS have elevated testosterone to such an extent it would count as intersex. Mm-hmm and that's like one or two percent of the quote-unquote female population okay. so it would mean opening the gates a lot more into people aren't necessarily one binary sex or the other
1: yeah biology is weird mm-hmm. and in this the year 2020 we don't get it
0: and mm-hmm. know
1: how it works um but this uh, this uneducated uh, side note aside, what do our two characters decide to do with their medical decisions and choices?
0: Well, they decide they'd rather live. Okay. They would rather not be separated, but they want to live. So they decide that they want to do this surgery as soon as possible. So the girls make bucket lists. Grace's list is read Jane Eyre, Watch the sunrise, climb a tree, and kiss a boy for real. Okay. Tippy's list is stop being such a bitch. Aw,
1: oh, just be nicer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Tippy. Is that yeah. her whole list?
0: That's her whole list.
1: Oh my God, does she say something nice to Dragon?
0: Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually really nice to Dragon, okay, and Dragon fun. loves them. And Dragon at this point is away in Russia.
1: On her ballet trip. On
0: her ballet trip, but yeah, she sends postcards that are like, "All we do is dance. I love it so much. I have a Russian boyfriend. His name is Piata. <laughs> I, I love him." Oh, a oh,
1: dragon. Yeah,
0: it's beautiful. Um, so they, like I said, the girls both are therapists. Mm-hmm. There's a section here called "The Things I Tell Dr. Murphy," mm-hmm. which is Grace's therapist, and. She says, You know, I've spent so long trying to convince everyone that I'm an individual, that Tippy's my twin but not me, that I've never really thought about how it would be if we weren't together, how losing her would be like lying in a pyre and waiting for the flames. She's not a piece of me. She's me entirely. And without her, there would be a gaping space in my chest, an expanding black hole that nothing could ever fill, you know? Nothing else could ever fill that space. So separation... It's gonna be difficult for them.
1: Yeah.
0: But um, at this point, obviously, the bucket list including kiss a boy. It's gonna be it's gonna be a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as they they write the list, Yasmin's like, "Let me let me read it," and then she reads um, that Grace wants to kiss a boy, and she says, "John, you need to kiss Grace right now." <laughs>
1: not properly yeah and grace is
0: like
1: no 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 that's not kissing a boy for real yeah that's oh that's been the bottle
0: and then yasmin who again is very fortright and very high energy and is also like aware of having bucket lists and having conditions that let's okay being hiv positive is not a big deal um but she has thought a lot about it for a her own mortality due to it and she's like okay your bucket lists are great but also i think you guys need to do more stuff (laughs) so we're going on a road trip amazing so they go on a road trip to yasmin's uncle's house i
1: wonder how this book would reflect if it was set in england with the nhs as opposed to the american healthcare system Mm. probably uh wouldn't have the same financial burdens continue
0: No, that is a very interesting thing because they do mention the cost of health insurance a lot. Mm. Maybe that's a factor in the choice to set it in America. Perhaps. Um, They have a road trip. It's Mm -hmm. really nice. They go to Yasmin's uncle's house and it's like kind of run down. It's sort of decrepit, like actually falling Mm -hmm. apart, which they didn't tell their mother. But like the guys all sleep in a big pile on a mattress and just get really drunk. And like they go out to the beach and they watch the sunrise. And Tippy says, Sunrise always makes me want to believe in God. And John and Grace stay up really late reading Ulysses to each other. Nerds. And, yeah.
1: Absolute nerds.
0: And it's very nice for Grace because, like, her sister's asleep. She gets to be alone with a boy.
1: A boy that she likes.
0: Yeah. In the earlier part at uh, Yasmin's birthday party, there is a moment where Grace is paying so much attention to John that she forgets that Tippy's there.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: <laughs> she's she's a few beers in, but Tippy says something, and Grace like jumps.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: Grace does get to kiss a boy for real.
1: I'm so glad, and I'm I'm really glad that it gets to be an individual experience for her. Especially given that Tippy was like, "Don't bother."
0: <laughs> yeah. So John's a really, really interesting character. I mm-hmm. feel like I got into Yasmin more than John, but John has uh, his hair is shaved short. He has tattoos of little stars all up his arms. Illegal. Yeah. He lives with his stepdad, but mm-hmm. not his mother because his mother remarried and then walked out.
1: Right.
0: And the stepdad stood up?
1: And the stepdad stood up. Good, so, good man.
0: So when the girls, when Tippy and Grace first meet, the stepdad, like, he's he walks into the house and, like, he's smoking a cigarette and he drops the cigarette out of his hand and says, fuck me. Oh, no. And Tippy says, no, thank you.
1: I mean, it is, it is the best response. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like Grace describes it as like, no, thank you, said Tippy, as if he had offered them to stay for dinner. Really and so obviously he starts out on the wrong foot, but John's like, no, like he's really cool. Like he's he stuck around after everyone else fucked off. He's not even related to me. He says he's going to stick around until I finish college. And then he's going to like move to Colorado. He
1: really likes the mountains, you know? and i'm like they're that's so good because also like he could just move to colorado like he could bring john with him yeah and move to colorado but he's like it's important to me that john gets like the stability of staying where he's from
0: and he got a scholarship to this really good school so they're gonna he's gonna raise john and then he's gonna go to colorado because he loves the mountains
1: this is my new favorite step this is my new favorite stepdad. oh my god we had a stepdad last week too yeah.
0: <laughs> yes march is the month where we accidentally read the same book oh. so yeah they're reading joyce and john is like can i tell you a secret i have no idea what this book is about it makes no sense.
1: That's because Ulysses makes no sense. It's a massive run-on sentence with no grammar, and he's just wandering around having endless thoughts. I'm
0: very fetish heavy. Yeah. But regardless, it's so cute to me that like their whole, like their first kiss is them just in the dark of night, like whispering, like, "I don't know what this book is about." John's complicated. He. He says at one point to Grace, like, when you look at me, you see a full person. Like, I can't understand myself as a full person. And it's, like, you can understand me. And, like, I can see you. But we can't ever see into ourselves. Because, like, from the internal, like, you just... Like, he reads a lot, but he's like, I can't turn my story into a story because it doesn't make sense in the same way.
1: Philosophy. Who is and what is the self?
0: So clearly he's been crushing on grace for a while mm-hmm. but he's also been crushing on yasmin and he didn't really sort it out but they have a few kisses and then the next night they also have a few kisses and then the girls go home and they continue to get ready for surgery and it's really nice mm-hmm. except like when grace does tell tippy about it tippy looks at her real weird and is like you know what he's into you he's some kind of weirdo right
1: Oh, don't take it from her.
0: And Grace is like, I thought you were trying to be less of a bitch.
1: Yeah, you have, you have not succeeded in your bucket list.
0: <laughs> and uh, she says, I, that was me trying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was my uh, kind version?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. The reason that the sections of the book after December go January, January 21st, January 27th, mm-hmm. February, March. Is because there's some big days happening here. Yes. January is when they have their surgery. Mm -hmm. And I would like to say, if you've been listening to and enjoying this episode so far, and you think you'd really enjoy this book, I actually really, really, really recommend that you stop listening here because it is a really great book and I've really, really enjoyed it.
1: It reads better not knowing how it ends and not analyzing the book by the ending.
0: We have a very spoiler-heavy culture where people talk a lot about spoilers and sometimes it's not necessary. Like, there's a lot of movies and books and TV shows in the world that I can enjoy a lot Mm
1: -hmm. knowing
0: how it ends. A lot of the time, the books we discuss on this pod, I would happily reread. Mm -hmm. But this is one where knowing how it ends will impact your experience of reading the book from the beginning. So this episode is going to continue and I'm going to talk about what happens towards the end of this book. But genuinely pause for a second, think, would I like to read this book or would I like Aoife to spoil it for me?
1: (laughs) And if you decide to stop now, then you should follow us on social media and everyone else can get the full stream at the end.
0: And you can also come back and listen to the end of it because it's a really good book and yeah you might enjoy the second half of the episode as well so the girls have to go into surgery Mm -hmm. um there's been a lot of prep for it they had tissue expanders put under their skin which are uncomfortable and it's also weird for grace because john actually for the first time ever looks a bit disgusted When he looks at her, she's like, oh my God, look at these weird like balls that are under my skin to stretch the skin. And she's like, oh, my boy likes me, but he thinks I'm gross. Um, So they decide for the separation is gonna be on the 21st. The surgery itself will be 18 hours long.
1: Yeah. And it's a very long, very complicated surgery.
0: And after that, they will have an induced coma for about a week while they get stabilised and Grace is going to have heartware installed, mm-hmm. installed like surgically attached to her to circulate her blood be. for her and um, yeah that's on the 21st before that Yasmin who is so cool does make them go through their funeral plans mm-hmm. again such a pragmatic girl uh, she makes them decide do you want to be buried in one coffin or separately Uh this is the plan for if grace dies and tippy doesn't this is the plan for if tippy dies and if grace doesn't this is the plan for if you both die and they're like well we want one coffin if we both die but if only one of us dies separate is probably the way to go (laughs) (laughs) they're so good and it's so difficult for them deciding to leave they don't want to be separated um but they have to be and they are so they go under, and the doctor uh, says, "I'm going to do my best to keep you guys together." Grace has to have her nails painted red so they know which of the twins have a heart condition. They decide that um, in ischiopagus twins, there is generally one set of external genitalia, mm-hmm. and they decide to give it to Tippy because she is going to get, she's got the better
1: survival right survival
0: rate. they're obviously only going to have one leg each mm-hmm. um, and they're going to need a lot of reconstructive surgeries but um, they go to sleep on the 21st and for the first time in her life Grace awakes on the 29th and Tippy isn't in the room Dragon is in the room and their granny is in the room and she says that tippy lost a lot of blood during the surgery and she got an infection afterwards so she's very sick she's alive but she's very sick um and grace immediately wants to go see her Mm -hmm. and the doctors are like absolutely no no way at all never no you're extremely weak you're recovering from surgery this suitcase of wires is pumping your blood for
1: you you cannot leave this room or bed.
0: Yeah, but Dragon and their grandmother brings her to Tippy and she lies down in the bed with her and they hold each other and she's like you can go if you need to and Tippy dies.
1: I am glad that they had that moment together and that Tippy didn't die in the surgery so that they couldn't say goodbye.
0: Yeah it's it's really good that they have that time and i actually brushed over this you know also another one of grace's bucket list things was mm-hmm. to climb a tree yeah. and like the day before they're going into surgery or even the day off surgery i think before they go under their granny and sister are again going through this list and like you never got to climb a tree and so like tippy and grace like against all medical advice <laughs> just fucking walk out of the hospital and their sister gives them a leg up and they climb a tree
1: they get, they get to the, the lowest branch and they're like and they climb again and oh they climb higher
0: and no. they're sitting up there and they're like we don't want to die but
1: this, this moment mm-hmm,
0: um grace says that tippy's funeral should go ahead without her because mm-hmm. she doesn't want it to be postponed she doesn't want to put that off um she knows what tippy would want and so she's still in hospital recovering when tippy is buried and her friends come see her and also caroline henley comes to see her kira mentioned off mike to me when she was reading the book that kira read a physical copy of the book and what is more apparent in that than the ebook version that i read is that the text is left aligned for almost all of the book.
1: And then when Tippy dies, the text becomes centered um, because she is no longer on the left. She is now in the middle because an individual person is, is in the middle, yep. I suppose. And then if we'd... We we do not get any point of view from Tippy throughout the book, but my assumption is if we had, hers would have been on the right.
0: Yeah so it is important for grace to meet with caroline henley even though caroline is like are you sure you still want to do this documentary like i don't want to be a vulture i don't want to be like
1: preying on your grief and sadness
0: yeah but grace is like i have to tell the story now because it's only mine and it's great it's tippy's story but it's only me who gets to tell it now and Oh, a thing that like really really killed me reading this was Grace was immediately like okay so Tippy's died can I have her heart we're identical twins her heart has been keeping me alive for all these months anyway give it to me I want it in my chest I want to keep part of her alive and part of her will be keeping me alive and it'll be perfect please let me have her heart I need it
1: tippy had an infection after the surgery and her heart is already weakened due to keeping them both alive for so long
0: yeah so she's not allowed (laughs) yeah uh dr Derek is like i'm sorry like as well at this point by the time it's occurred to her
1: it's too late it's too late it's one of those things that has to be done immediately
0: yeah so really this book finishes with it grace is still in limbo Mm -hmm. but it it still feels like a very satisfying ending like she's she's waiting for she's waiting for an organ transplant she's kind of hospital bound she's recovering from an intense surgery she's not in a great place but um it, she's not in a certain place either but it does feel like a very satisfying ending and that's just where the book leaves off and it was a great read <laughs> So that's how the book ends. And like I said, I read it all in one evening and I was left in my granny's house with her dog just kind of sitting there.
1: To process the feelings. It sits on you. I remember that this book like sat on me for a while Mm -hmm. afterwards and I found it... I don't think I read anything for like two or three weeks afterwards which is unusual given that... uh,
0: You always have a book in your hand.
1: I More or less, yeah. yeah. And I go through like multiple books a week mm-hmm. um we are now in the third month of the year and i'm three books ahead of my of my um projections for goodreads i, I thought challenge.
0: i thought for a second you meant that you had like read the number of books you wanted to read for the year plus three
1: i'm aiming for 45 books this year based okay. on last year's projection last year's like um achieved Mm-hmm. ending but I'm already on like 13 books.
0: I continue to always have the goal of 24 books two books a month which I can I always surpass. The goal for me is then to read two, mo- two books every month um, but I don't want to discuss that. I want to discuss this <laughs> book. Cut it
1: all. Cut it all. <laughs> cut the yeah, entire no, but, um,
0: episode. Just read the book.
1: It did, oh. it did sit on me for a while afterwards.
0: It's so interesting, like the kinds of intimacy that is required mm-hmm. from sharing a body with someone. And, like, some conjoined twins do have shared sensation and shared control of limbs. Uh, on their road trip, there's a bit where Grace wants to stay in the car with John, but literally Tippy
1: tries ca- her.
0: Yeah. And she, that just happens. Like,. <laughs> that just happens you can't not be there um they like the ethical implications just the idea of being in a body so different from society's idea of what a body is it's so different that the rules of society break down around you the ideas of law and ethics don't account For the fact that you can exist. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot to talk about here and I am not qualified to talk about any of it.
1: Same. I'm... I can just tell you about Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And honestly, I can't remember anything about them having... I know that they have had an episode about conjoined twins because... It's Grey's Anatomy, and they've had an episode about everything twice. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite show in the world. It's been going like um, 15
0: years, right?
1: Uh, we're on season 16 right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, in terms of like episode length, it's running as long as The Simpsons, and I will fight anyone on this.
0: Cool. I'm not going to fight you on that, because I don't <laughs> want to discuss it.
1: Because
0: I don't want to discuss anything but, except this book.
1: So I have, I have very limited knowledge about conjoined twins, and everything around it but this book did give an interesting insight and again it's fictionalized but well researched John Green is obsessed with
0: he is and that did occur to me once or twice over the course of reading it and I was like damn I should maybe re-watch a video from 2008 of his about conjoined, conjoined twins just to see if he's got any book wrecks and it is really unfortunate a lot of the history and experiences of people's people who are conjoined. Um, Violet and Daisy Hilton were mm-hmm. a pair of conjoined twins, born in the early 1900s, I believe. And, you know, Chan and Eng Bunker both got married and integrated into American society mm-hmm. to the extent that they kept slaves, which was a weird point for me to find out about. Like, mm, Yeah. No. There's good. no perfect people. No, but um, Violet and Daisy, one of them, and I did not write down which, so I'm so sorry to them specifically. One of them was in love with a guy and wanted to get married and applied to marry him in 21 different states, and was denied in each of them.
1: Cool, 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 cool. Law did not account for it.
0: Yeah, um, these a lot of people who are conjoined live with a lot of difficulties like that. Um, like if you can't consent to someone smoking a cigarette with your shared bloodstream...
1: Can you get a bank account? There's a lot going
0: on. There's a lot going on. I don't wanna... It's possible for them to become pregnant, Mm -hmm. but extremely unlikely for them to ever be able to carry a pregnancy to term.
1: Well, for one thing, they've got two hearts and neither of them are working correctly.
0: Yeah, also one of them's (laughs) dead. (laughs)
1: It's what? just that pregnancy is hard on your heart. That's the point I was making.
0: Yeah, but this is a conversation they had with their doctor when they first hit puberty and, like, Grace is reflecting on when she's crushing on John. Because this book is such a rich tapestry of great stuff. Mm-hmm. One last kind of plot-relevant thing that happens after Tippy has passed away is that Grace somehow kind of She's she's coming into her own already yeah. and she's like, I need to be more forthright because Tippy isn't here to be like that for me. And she says to Dragon, are you anorexic? Because there has been hints the whole time. Um, Dragon skipping meals and only drinking water and lying about having a big lunch and stuff.
1: And um, ballet is a sport in which anorexia is rife.
0: Yeah. So Grace is like... Are you anorexic? And Dragon said, Probably. And Grace says, that would have really pissed Tippy off, so you better stop.
1: We gotta, we gotta get you some treatment, yeah. My child.
0: And Dragon's like, okay.
1: Oh, oh, sisters.
0: It's a really good book, and it's got that great thing that the first book that's coming to mind is one I've never even read, but you did such a great job describing it of Tuesdays Are Just As Bad by Keth and Leahy.
1: Honestly, I just think that Tuesdays is just as bad is, like, our absolute favourite book in the entirety of this podcast because both of us, like, reference it on the pod so much that we sometimes have to, like, cut out bits where we reference it because it's, like, too much and then we're not recording and we're still talking about it all of the time and I just we love tuesdays are just as bad and it's our least listened to episode (laughs) everyone should go listen to tuesdays and if there's a problem with the recording tell me because i will sit down and re-record that book
0: much like in tuesdays are just as bad every character is fully realized and has their own stuff going on of which all other characters including point of view character is only minimally aware but it's The book is crafted in that skillful way that you can tell that that other people have stuff going on.
1: Everyone is on a pinboard and underneath their name is like what's happening in their lives. Even if the main character doesn't know about us. Yeah. I love that. It's
0: so well done. Like, you know, I even just lightly reference like in this family, like the granny's going on dates.
1: Does the dad get treatment for his alcohol abuse? It
0: is not scene that he does um kind of once the girls have their their heart Heart issues. issues um the documentary is put on hold and the dad moves back in with the family and we don't really get a reference to it um so you know again we do actually leave in a situation of great uncertainty when i think about it you know two unemployed parents recently bereaved family uh, one kid has anorexia, the other's recovering from a really difficult operation. The only person doing okay is Grammy, and she went on a nice date with a guy from the bowling alley. She's
1: got a bad hip.
0: <laughs> you know what? So does Grace.
1: <laughs> I think that we should wrap up.
0: Yeah, Grace, mm, beautiful character, excellent book, highly recommend. I genuinely give this one 10 out of 10, and I don't even want to discuss lowlights because
1: they don't exist.
0: They don't exist. Any of the lowlights are like, hey, did you know that sometimes it sucks to be a person with unusual anatomy? Yeah. And the sidelight side light and highlight is all of it.
1: All of it, the whole book.
0: The whole thing.
1: It's a six hour book. It's available in, in e-form, it's available in print. I suspect there's an audio, but I cannot attest to that. Um.
0: But I'm literally going to click return on the Dublin Libraries app to return the ebook so someone else can take it out because it is beautiful. I'm aware something like 40% of our listeners are in America for some reason. Hi, how are you?
1: This book is for you. It's set in New York.
0: Yeah, by an Irish writer with an English accent, which you guys love. Anyway, um, yes, that was this book. It was beautiful. I loved it. Um, do we know what we're reading next episode, Kira? Uh
1: Next episode is my book and... I can assure you that it will be gay.
0: Wonderful. I'll be reading The Knife of Never Letting Go by Patrick Ness. Patrick Ness being an author that I've always meant to read something by and have never gotten around to. So I haven't started that one yet.
1: Um, you are going to love the formatting.
0: <laughs> it's audio. I'm doing it in audio.
1: Oh, you missed something. I'll, I'll see if I can get you the physical book just so that you can like flick through flick through it
0: being aware that the knife of never letting go involves telepathy it might be very annoying to listen to we'll see how it goes anyway speaking of things that are annoying to listen to thank you for listening um we loved having you here with us and i hope you guys enjoyed our discussion of this book please let us know on social media if you have opinions on it if you have opinions on what else we should be reading and or anything else, follow and find Kira's amazing graphics that she makes for on quotes. Instagram,
1: uh, on Instagram, Forever YA Podcast on Instagram, Forever YA Pod on Twitter, Forever YA Pod at Goodreads, which please tweet me and remind me to oh, <laughs> remind me to keep better up to date. Um, what else do we have? That's it.
0: We have Patreon. Oh, if you feel Patreon. like tossing a few coins... In the collection bucket, we do have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash pod. If you can't give us money, that is completely understandable. But do like let people know if you think you know someone who'd be interested in this podcast, in this episode specifically, maybe.
1: Recommend it to them. Send them a link. Break into their house. Start playing it on their Alexa.
0: That's what you get for having an Alexa. <laughs> I now do really want to break into the house of my friend who has an Alexa and see if I can get it to play Forever YA Pod.
1: Bye! Forever Young Adults at the podcast where we review books. Hey! The outro music has happened and you're still here. I think you want to follow us on Twitter.
0: Yeah, you can find us there at Forever Pod.
1: And on Instagram at Forever Pod.
0: You can also email us at Forever Pod. And if you really, really like what you're hearing, you can contribute to our Patreon, which you can find at Forever Pod. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us a review. We love you. Talk to you in two weeks. Bye.